Okay, so we are live. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, tonight we have our very good friend and mentor and training buddy, uh, Haldor, on the podcast. Yeah, we've uh, we've done a little cheers. We're celebrating. I don't know what we're celebrating, but we're celebrating with a little glass of uh, something, whether it's uh, a little whiskey or a coffee, in Robin's case. Green tea, Pete, even better. Oh, even more pretentious. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go and slide my flip-flops on too. Yeah, and that'll be perfect. So yeah, we're up and running. So Robin's going to go slide into uh, his flip-flops and something a little more comfortable. And we'll carry on drinking whiskey and uh, enjoying ourselves. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What were we talking about before we started? I can't even remember now. Uh, uh, Rob asked how it is to being able to start rolling again there you go thanks for keeping the podcast on track yeah <laughs> like i said uh the feeling of being able to touch people again is awesome <laughs> it's just best thing ever how many uh, I remember it how many <laughs> sessions are you back now how, many, how long you've been out of roll uh, about five weeks uh full on so so what was, there, what was there like criteria over there for you for you being able to get on the mats again? What were they? What did you like? I don't know. They, is everyone vaccinated in Iceland yet, or are they? No, uh, I got my second vaccination yes on Wednesday, and the day after, man, there was like freaking hangovers. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Shit, you not, man. <laughs> it's like twenty five percent of the. Uh, First responders that got it in Iceland, they called in sick from work. Oh, for real? Yeah. Oh. I did about like 80%. So I was like, yeah, went to work, but I felt like shit. <laughs> well, um, what did you, you guys got? Uh, I got the Moderna. Uh, okay, you got the Moderna one. Okay, cool. And, uh, so I know which one not to get. Wait a minute. The uh, the story goes that it just hits everybody. It really doesn't like the sack one is gonna just might knock you out with those right. flu like symptoms, but you just got hangovers like shit. <laughs> I'm a survivor. I'm a I'm a COVID survivor, so it's okay. Doing Christina Regalera over there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I survived the thing, so it'd be no no skin off my nose. But here's the thing: about five weeks ago, I got my first shot. That was the same day they opened up for uh, training again. <laughs> uh, and the uh, thing was that I just took the day off. So I, I did a private lesson with my buddy at like 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> got, my, got my ass whooped. <laughs> like a, re a really good brown belt. And he's, uh, he did a little bit of training on the side. <laughs> But he got the uh, got the virus, so there was a secret club I heard about. But and so he just whooped my ass uh, like nobody's business. Went lunch, then in the afternoon we did the uh, the shot. Then I did the evening class. I could not move for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I got my my ass handed to me on a silver platter. <laughs> It was the best thing ever. I'm looking forward to it so much. I just want that pain. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I 
about three weeks three weeks ago, Hulda started her volleyball thing. She went to practice. She couldn't walk for three days. And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, now you know. Now you know how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Are they planning to vaccinate everybody? Like, are they just on on a mission now, just getting everyone done? Yeah, uh, I just read in the news just before we got on that planning on getting sixty five percent of the nation vaccinated before summer. So that will be maybe May. Sixty five percent of how much? What's the population, Aldor? Oh, three hundred sixty five thousand. <laughs> So it's like 240,000. Yeah. So, okay. Of the, okay, here we go. Of the adult population. So, like, uh, like kids uh, under 15, they're not getting it. Yeah. Yeah. So, how many are they doing a day? Do, have you got any idea? I have no clue. Uh, depends on. Uh, uh, on the rate it's coming into the country, probably. Yeah, sure. That's that's what they say here. That's that's probably their biggest biggest roadblock is just supply. Mm. Uh, at least they're not doing a, a lottery or like a raffle like they did on that film Contagion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if your birthday's on this day, you can have your uh, vaccination today. <laughs> no, that that would be shit if you like, uh, uh, like on, on uh, like, what is it? Uh, February 29th? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Haldor, you're normally a, a jiu-jitsu tourist and you travel all around the world doing jiu-jitsu. Yeah. Um, obviously, COVID's put a little bit of uh, pay to traveling anywhere, but wh where's next on your hit list? Oh, my uh, first stop uh, right away, uh, yeah, merry old England. <laughs> That's, man, I, I miss you guys so much. I want to hang out with you so much. It's just, yeah, I, I have no words for it. Uh, just, yeah, have no words for it. This like my favorite place to go in in the whole world. And then, and then after us, anywhere else you're planning? Because you normally always have like a big trip planned, right? Well, uh, my trips to the U.S. has usually been... Uh, for the belt testing or for the uh, police and fire games uh, or something like that. But uh, the next police and fire games are going to be in the Netherlands in 2022. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> uh, and other than that, hopefully I get the chance to go to the States. I would love to go down to uh, uh, Savannah now, like meet professor down there. I think that would be cool. But uh, yeah, I would love to do a little road trip, uh, hang out with uh, up in, in DC, hang out, out with David and his crew and uh, go down Louisville. Shit, man, I haven't seen Manganello in, in ages. In no way. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen Manganello since the UK. Yeah. It's been a long, long time. Yeah, because you, you weren't there for Bill's test, were you? No, I couldn't make it. So that was the that was the last time that Alan was here, right? Yes. Big one. 
thinking though, like want to do a road trip, uh, you know, when we get the RV and we go uh, touring around the States, we might have to uh, get Haldor in on that, that mission. <laughs> and he's, uh, I got a buddy that he owns a house down in, uh, uh, somewhere in, in Atlanta. And, uh, you said, man, you can stay there if you want to. <laughs> Uh, Hulta knows some people down in, in, in Savannah, Georgia as well. So that would be a, at least a road trip. Yeah. Or, or not just fly down there and, and train with professor and have everybody just... Isn't, right. isn't the, uh, uh, the World Conference down at, at uh, Alan Hopkins' place now? Uh, Alan Baker's, I think. Alan so, Baker's. Yeah. yeah. I believe so. I think that's what I saw, yeah, I kind of, that's what he alluded to last week when we had him on. And then I think I saw something this week saying that that's where they're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, let me have a look. I think it's on a quick email. That was just a seminar that Professor was doing, I can't remember. But Keith Owen said he's teaching, didn't he, on Friday? Yeah, there's um there's a conference in Atlanta, yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, guessing Keith. that's where he is. I haven't seen Keith in ages. I haven't seen him since UK. He's yeah. Such, well, he is such a fun guy, man, shit. He uh, got some cool stuff up up his sleeve. All those five aces. <laughs> oh, oh, I can't do it. I've got one. Yeah, <laughs> I love I love training with all of these different you know people that have been around forever because they kind of give you permission to do things that you've been you know doing but not sure if you're allowed. But Keith and and the rhino horn, you know, <laughs> I was always using my head for things, and 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 now, yeah, Keith says it's allowed. It's fine. Yeah, I use it. Definitely, that's the thing. So. And if Keith says it's okay, man, you, you gotta go. You gotta run with it. One hundred percent. What um, what was the first submission you got caught in, and what was the first submission you got people, someone with? Uh, after uh, I got my uh, like that Wednesday morning uh, when everything opened where I got my ass whooped that was uh, Ezekiel choke from the mount I just got <laughs> and, it, and it was like this thingy like professor talks about you make a tool like this and you just <laughs> go in yeah that's what caught me in the Ezekiel just can't stop that stuff like you can stop this and you can stop this and, like but when you go like make this tool and you just <laughs> dig it in, <laughs> yeah. uh, the one I I don't remember. Ah, craps! It was probably been some simple cross choke from a, a awkward position. <laughs> I don't know. Don't remember. I was like way too tired. I almost threw up that morning. <laughs> <laughs> So how's that? I was going to saw that first, but was it your first photo or your second photo? Um, there was loads of people there. You had probably like one of your. It looked like one of your biggest attendances to a class. Like there was like, yeah, on on Monday. Was it Monday? Yeah. Yeah. I have no clue where those people came from, but I was so yeah. happy to see them. <laughs> <laughs> That's an uh, probably not like since before COVID. Then COVID happened and everybody was taking care of themselves and 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 I was kind of like picking up again and just I'm trying to have fun. 
open mats, uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays lunch, and then uh, then uh, 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 classes same days in the evening. Is everyone pretty cool? Is everyone like? I'm always interested in like, is everyone worried about touching each other, or is everyone just like, no, let's go? Yeah, everybody's just like, let's go. Because we basically, like, if we're going to catch it, we're going to catch it. And, like, the sooner we get over the shit, the better we can start again. I think that's the uh, general thing with the uh, judo and jiu-jitsu practitioners. Shit, that's a long break for me. (laughs) Uh, But they just... uh, Everybody tries to be safe. And... If the shit hits, uh, try to get over it and uh, and start again. Yeah. But in some cases, like this uh, lady, I think it was in Australia somewhere, like like ultra marathon runner, like runs hundred kilometers and shit like that. She caught it and she couldn't even get out of the shower, and just fuck fucked her up. Yeah. We had one. Uh, girl here in Iceland, she's like top level. Uh, what do you call it? Like, ah, throwing spears. What do you call it? Not spear. She caught, yeah, like, and uh, and she caught it, and she was like, yeah, just taking a shower. It's really hard, and she like before COVID, she was ripped, like not six pack, but like eight pack, and she just, I was like, shit. That's what happened to me. Mm. <laughs> Eight pack. <laughs> but then you got people that caught it and you're like, oh shit, is that it? And just, yeah, nothing. Yeah. It's That's what I don't get. And I don't, obviously, I don't want to start talking biology, but no, like, I don't get it. Like, I, you know, I'm reasonably fit, reasonably healthy, train, you know, obviously train quite a lot at the moment. It's all sort of in the gym and stuff, but. And I got, you know, pretty sick. <laughs> and then people I know that are way less healthy than me didn't even know they had it. You go, yeah, yeah. that was it. <laughs> Done. Yeah, like, broke, broke a sweat over coffee and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like Jeremy Clarkson, like said he had, who's got to be the unhealthiest person I, you know, you can think of as a celebrity. Like, got it and was like, said, oh no, I felt like I had a bit of a cold and then, and now I'm fine. And yeah, I was I was wiped out for like two weeks. Yeah, I got a buddy of mine from work, and he was just he was out cold for two weeks. Yeah, right. You never know how it's going to get you, so you know. I think it's right to take precautions and, and be careful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm so desperate to just get back to some sort of uh, normal. Just want to strangle somebody now. Yeah. So, cross choke somebody. <laughs> Yeah, I will be on the first flight over when you guys open up. That yeah. is. I don't know how long that's going to be, though, because they've just started to bring out the, um, what do you call it, like the, the quarantine, so hotels. It's like £1,700 to go into a, 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 ho- a dodgy hotel for, you know, like 10 days. No, Bill, it's not 10 days. It's up to 18 days. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> because it's you have to stay there for 10 days after your final positive test. So if you test positive on day eight, you've got to stay there another 10 days after that. <laughs> yeah. Like room service. Impossible. 
over here, everybody who comes to the country is tested twice. Mm. So when you land, you go into quarantine and test you again in about like five days. Mm. And if you come clean after that, you're good to go. And for that five days before you get your second test, you have to just stay in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or somewhere you can like at a cabin or a friend's place or whatever. If, you, if that's yeah. the case, but you have to stay inside. Yeah. Maybe we have to come to you. Ah, oh, shit. That would be cool. To be fair, if I come over there at the moment, I probably won't come back. How, 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 how does June sound? <laughs> But what, I, I haven't even looked at it. Like, what happens if we go there? When we come back, do we have to do the 18 days? No, they, um, Iceland's not on the red list. Okay. We just, have to go, we, we just have to stay at home for 10 days. Yeah. Also, if you got your vac uh, vaccination before you come over and you say when on the way back as well, you can just go straight home and go back to work and shit. Yeah, not here. Oh, no. No. <laughs> Oh, maybe, maybe they magic. <laughs> maybe they uh, lighten up a little bit <laughs> when it comes to uh, that. And we're we're not getting a vaccination till twenty till next year. There's no like, no way. We will. Oh, well, Bill is old. He <laughs> not as old as Pete. I'm hoping one of the side effects, Haldor, is that it makes my hair grow. That's what I'm hoping for. It did to me. Look. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, man, there's something in this uh, vaccine, man. I woke up this morning and I somehow felt the urge to mop the floors. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> that was a... <laughs> That's an unexpected side effect. No, I hate it. <laughs> oh, dear. But but if, if everything goes as planned, and, and uh, uh, I just got a, I just, in case I texted Iceland there this morning and asked them about uh, what the destinations are in the US at, at the moment. They're flying Boston, and hopefully quite soon they can open up uh, uh, more uh, locations. So if everything works out, we might be able to have uh, Mr. Porter here in June, maybe. So how do is there, is there any travel restrictions kind of at all for you guys at the moment now? No, no. no. And, and was there ever was there was there ever a time where you couldn't leave the country? No, but uh, you could always leave the country, but uh, it all depends on where you were going. Right. Nobody could come in unless there was a, a, like an emergency and shit like that. It really had to be. Uh, so, so if you'd gone away, could you have not got back in the country for a while? Yeah, they would never turn uh, down an Icelander, but uh, right. Right. so. You, but you have to go. Had to go into quarantine, uh, like for like twelve days, fourteen days. Okay. You know, it, it's currently illegal for us to go leave the country. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. But uh, you're going to be fine in June. Which year? <laughs> this year. I'm, I'm, I'm being optimistic until uh, proven otherwise. I, st I, try I started that in March last year. It hasn't really done me too many favours. Uh, <laughs> no. Well, you guys <laughs> move in together. That's would be... <laughs> We keep saying that we need to start a commune because you can touch the people that you live with. So maybe we just need to buy a big, big house somewhere and just train. You got one, don't you, Bill? 
Bill's going to start wearing a, t- a toga. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want like he doesn't want like a shroud. He actually wants a proper toga. <laughs> Pete can bring Pete can bring this van, park it in your uh, backyard, Bill, and <laughs> that sounds a bit personal. Yeah. <laughs> every, every, and every morning, Bill has to get on his uh, BB gun and shoot at Pete. <laughs> and wake him up. Oh, it's, I think that's the best shot ever made. That was perfect. <laughs> I didn't know you were videoing me, though. That was the uh, that was the funny thing. You guys seen it, haven't you? Yes, we've seen it. Bill gets it out every time we see him. <laughs> and I showed him the video as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was so happy, but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, Caroline's taking the mickey out of us because uh, she said that I'm in camouflage. I'm be- blending into my background. And she said, you're blending into your background, Haldor. I am, I, uh, a little bit. A little bit. So, I-, I asked anyone if they've got any questions for you. Um, bless him. Neil, when when can he get back on the mats? <laughs> we don't know the answer to that one. No, we haven't answered that. We don't know. Ask Boris. Come to Iceland with us in June, maybe. That might be the only way. There you go. Hotel California, you can go to Iceland anytime you like, but you can never never come back. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, you're cooking Haldor is making you famous like like Chief Limau. Um Sophie Nash wants your barbecued lamb recipe. <laughs> <laughs> no, the uh, the barbecue lamb is is quite simple. Uh, you put it on the barbecue and you just put it on a low heat and turn it every 15 minutes until it's done. <laughs> Voila. <laughs> I think it's high quality Icelandic lamb is the, is, the, is the key ingredient. Yeah, yeah, that too, that too. But it is, right? Yeah. They're massaged by trolls every day, aren't they? How do they <laughs> when you're not looking. <laughs> so um I don't know. What what's what, what what's new with jujitsu? Obviously you you had some time off the mats. You're uh, getting back onto the mats now. Are you um, are you looking at a particular kind of move? Are you looking at any particular like concept at the moment? What what's what's going through your mind when you're rolling? Uh, well, I'm always trying to work on those little uh, salt and pepper from uh, Professor Sauer and Manganello and Porter and, and all those guys that that uh, contribute to my jiu-jitsu over the years. Not and right now I'm just trying to work on uh, uh, bottom side. I love to be there. Uh, and like uh, like placing down that anchor, using your leg, push into the opponent uh, with the shoulder and just basically wait, like the mouse trap, Professor's mouse trap. <laughs> wait until something happens, then you try to counter it, uh, either with a sweep or a submission. What, what's, what, what submissions are you finding from that position more? Ah, crap. Bottom side. It usually comes a, a, a little bit of a sweep or, 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 or before you get into like top, top side position. And then you go, I like chokes. I wouldn't have noticed. I like... Yeah, you just just give me a choke. I'll be happy. <laughs> what's, 
when you, when you started saying that, Hamdor, when you said I'm I'm working on the the, the smaller, the, I thought you was going to say the micro adjustments. Well, that that's that is the salt and pepper. <laughs> <laughs> the micro adjustments. Uh, yeah, but it, it takes it takes time, and and, and like uh, David said uh, in your podcast about a professor's uh, new. Uh, set of DVDs or, or the instructionals on BJJ fanatics, adds a whole different animal. And, 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 and for somebody like Professor to put on a DVD on uh, moves like what, 10 years ago, when it like the purple to brown thing mounts came out. And today he's going, I don't do that stuff anymore. But his old stuff is freaking awesome, and <laughs> it still works. He just he just doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a weird thing about it. Well, it's, it's professor and uh, and there's nobody like him. The Mozart of Jiu Jitsu. There, there was one little bit, Pete. We were looking at the other day when you're escaping Mount. And it was the way that he uses his foot to kind of, you know, sweep the like the ankle back to make the, the you know the bridge of the roll even easier. I think it might have been um, on a video with with uh, what's his name, Bernardo Ferrier. Yeah, it was on the. Um, it was like promoting um, Marcel's sort of instructionals that he was putting out, but he put out yeah the extra little details on the trap and roll. It was just that little, it was just that little, like the, the, you know, the person that is escaping, you know, using your foot just to drag their leg across as well. And it was like, oh my God, like, I love it. I love an Uber at the best of times, but oh, I need to get that into the, into the uh, arsenal as well. See if it makes it even better. But yeah, it just never, never stops. Yeah. Well, it's like, I was watching, what was I watching the other day? I can't remember. It was just, you know, you go through and you see like on Instagram, someone showing a move and going, look at these secret details. And you get all these secret details that people keep putting out. And I watch it and I go, oh, yeah, no, must Sal show me that. That's on the white to blue. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, must Sal show me that. That's on the blue to purple. Yeah. Oh, no, must Sal show me that. We watched, we did that in a seminar. And these are all like secret details. And everyone's commenting underneath going, oh, my God, I've never seen anything like that before. And I'm like, I'm trying to must Sal <laughs> Yeah, I was I was gonna comment on uh, act, the same thing like about uh, people Hickson's secret move Hickson's invisible jiu-jitsu and we're going yeah Professor Sao taught us taught us this yeah, uh, yeah I know that <laughs> it's, it's just those little things salt and pepper makes the whole difference yeah and the things people are saying are like these amazing details and this and that and I'm like that's just our day to day. That's what we get taught from the beginning, kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. You know, you're all right, you get taught the fundamental kind of move. And then, like you say, the salt and pepper bits, the extra bits on top, he then goes, okay, now add this, now add this, now. But it's like, yeah, to everyone, it's like a road, which make, you know, makes you realize, hopefully, that you're lucky because all of that stuff is just, yeah, what we learn. That's just normal. Yeah. Also, I've noticed lately, everybody's uh, giving out those. Uh, videos instructionals the system mm -hmm. systems they're like uh yeah if you don't understand the fundamentals you have no use for a system 
all the uh, leg lock system. Oh, shit. <laughs> you have nothing to do with the leg lock system if you basically have no clue uh, where the uh, legs are, basically. You're just like, like uh, uh, on top in, in side control, and all you see is the top body. You have no clue what's happening like with the legs and everything. But that's that's the thing. It's like there's a system for everything. Uh, how to do this from the mountain, how to do that. And you go like, yeah, that's uh, Professor Sal 101. And yeah. you get leg locks, like, oh yeah, that's David Porter 101. <laughs> the gateway drug to leg locks. Equal <laughs> leg X. <laughs> So we had this like long conversation. So you're you're kind of in this situation now, obviously a, a, a ways above us. <clears throat> like we had this really long conversation the other day about how do we get better. So how do like so if we're looking at the three of us and imagine just imagine we're allowed to train together, that'd be weird. And <clears throat> like, what would you suggest to us? Because I was saying like sometimes I feel like because we're um, obviously teaching a lot and doing stuff like and and kind of the point where like, where we don't need necessarily just loads more moves anymore and loads of obviously other people that have been on the podcast have said the same thing you know you get to a point where you don't need more moves you just need to refine those moves and link them better and how like what would you say to us to kind of help us progress and what do you reckon is going to be the best thing? Because obviously you go through that as well. You've got to find ways of learning and keeping fresh and everything else. What, would, what do you reckon we should do once we get back and we can start training again together to kind of keep us going, you know, through our rest of our time as purple belts and stuff like that to keep getting better? Uh, uh, embrace the sock, be on bottom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've been uh, playing with uh, just these days being on bottom side or, or in mount. And uh, when I go into side, I try to do it uh, like the anchor with the leg and and and, and make a little uh, adjustments and expecting everybody to try to mount. And when they mount, elbow escape on the other side, boom. And I just do that over and over again. Yeah. Uh, so that that's been uh, helpful for me to just uh, fit, uh, like sharpening sharpening the iron on on bottom. Uh, also, I've been doing working on my elbow escapes. I, everybody mount me, catch my key and keep everything tight, and I just use my elbows for the uh, elbow escape. So that's a that's a tricky one, but. It's gonna uh, get people to. Uh, they're gonna. Oh, I can't catch a collar and I can't do this. Like, all right, here you go. You open up, and as soon as they put the hand in, you catch it with your collar and you do the trap and roll. <laughs> all right. So, like working on those escapes and working on you know being awkward in those positions where you're not dominant. Um, do you find that you know by being there more, you end up with with more time? So that you know, in that position, that you then get more chance to finesse your escapes and 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 work out, you know, the the, the right time to to try and use them. Is yeah. that what happens? Yeah, because everybody like goes up a little bit together. 
So that's it's. Uh, uh, I need to uh, polish my moves. Mm-hmm. Somebody that's like, oh yeah, he's doing that. So like, oh shit, I gotta work on this a little bit better. But it's basically comes down to timing and stuff like that. Uh, and when you get on bottom, you remember what's his name? Uh, the six string samurai he was in Iceland. Uh, what's his Thank name? Yeah. 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 On top, remember the uh, the Lego guys that he talked about. Do that, like uh, make the guy on bottom feel miserable, work on your uh, ballerina and frog feet inside and uh, and and the live toes. And that's, that's going to get... My knees will let me uh, do too much frog feet, but <laughs> I'll try and do the, keep my feet tight, toes live instead. Yeah, but uh, yeah, try to make uh, whoever's on bottom like miserable and, and and so he he starts to rush into things and and, and what i do like when i'm in 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 in, in top side uh, crossbody i try to listen to the person on, on bottom how they're breathing so every time it goes i squeeze a little bit <laughs> so it's a little less air that you can uh, breathe so that's a little trick I like to use. See, I'm just a nice guy. I don't like um, <laughs> doing that to people too much, unless it's Robin or Pete. Oh, okay. So it is different when you're with me. Fair enough. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> Normally, I'm the, I'm the nail. You're the hammer, right? So if ever I get to the top, yes, I'm going to try and make you pay, but um, it doesn't happen often. How mm. dog? Completely random question for you, but you've got a, a young fan that's watching live on YouTube. Um, she uh, she wants to know how far you can run. It's Neve, Caroline's daughter. How far I can run? Yep. Uh, my last uh, in COVID, my longest run after my knee surgery was ten kilometers. Who was chasing you? Uh, I don't know. It was like somebody <laughs> found out later. They had my wallet. You dropped this. But, but good pace, like uh, a nice workout, be like four kilometers uh, ish. And and, uh, and hot tubs right after. Hot tub recovery, yep. Okay, Howdle's the perfect person to ask this question to because he's chased bad guys. Oh, so, yeah, you're running one. Yeah. yeah. So we're talking about like for self defense, how far. And how fast do you need to be able to run so the bad guy can't catch you if you had to run? How far and fast does the average bad guy have to run to be able to get away from the police officer? If you have not caught him in about, like, say, 400 meters, you're not going to catch him. Told you it's 400. 400. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the thing, and this has worked for me uh, twice or three times. I was running after this guy, man, and, and he was like, uh, I was not catching him, but it was like always the same distance. So we were like crossing this road, and I go like, stop or I'll shoot. And he just jumped like, like, like we was diving in a swimming pool and just hit the fucking, <laughs> like the street. And I just laughed like shit, man. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that happens. And then, uh, the second one uh, was 
there was somebody that was in, in some uh, park did that probably like the third one as well but they did not think that it was was as funny as i thought it was but it, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, love it. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've obviously been 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 out for a while. We've not been on the mats in any any real sense. Uh, coming up for a year now, Haldor. Any any tips for us getting back to the mats? Uh, before or when? <coughs> so when we get back, well, yeah. Is there some prep that we should do? You said that you couldn't walk right for three days. So yeah. Well. <laughs> You can always do the uh, gymnastic and natural, those most movements that are going to help, but I was just way too lazy, lazy to do those. I choose a little bit of running and, and, and stuff like that, but uh, yeah. And well, you can only do so much running before just, ah, oh, fuck, this is the, like worst thing. <laughs> I hate freaking running. So how long, what was the longest period that you were not allowed to train for throughout this? No training. Uh, there was always some training, uh, either hiking, running, uh, doing some. Uh, no, but jujitsu. How long was you not allowed to train jujitsu for? What was the longest period? Well, probably be like four months ish. Yeah, maybe five. Did you forget stuff or, or, you know, did it, was it all still there? Just, you know, just slower to access? It's still there. No worries about that. It's just like timing and and stuff like that. That's going to. You still learn certain lessons, haven't you? That's what someone was saying that to me a little while ago. I can't remember who it was. Thinking, saying they had to start everything again. And and that's why I said was like, you you haven't got to learn some of those hard lessons again. Yeah, your timing's going to be off, but you you know what a frame is. You know what it is to try and find yourself a little straw. You know, yeah. those lessons aren't going to leave you, are they? Yeah, you get, you get people after many, many years and, and, and they quit as uh, blue belts. <laughs> Let's not forget blue belts. Coming back in... I and... my generalizations. <laughs> <laughs> and they still remember those basic moves. They just need to... Uh, yeah, just... Polish it a little bit, uh, uh, help them remember uh, you know this. This is, uh, and if there's something new, which is probably based on something you learned before. Mm. So most people are, most people are really quick catching on. So, but not me. I just <laughs> I was going to say, have you met me? <laughs> All that life. I just go in there and get my ass whooped and the only people I roll really well with are Robin and Bill. Everyone else, I'm useless. <laughs> I'm, I'm going like there's supposed to be something I'm supposed to do here. Yeah, well, well, well. and you get choked, I'm like, oh yeah, I was supposed to do that. I'm just gonna oh, be yeah. like tap, tap, that's what I was supposed yeah, to do. Well, take, that the one. take the neck. <laughs> Cheers. Yes, sir. <laughs> Robbie's still on the coffee. Since we started. Bill, how's the rowing going? Uh, rowing is good. I'm at how many kilometers? I did 15 kilometers today. Oh, my longest ever row. You, you, uh, you, took me an hour and 10 minutes. But yeah, it was uh, that was good. Um, I'm nearly at 20% now. 
<laughs> you better uh, you better explain for people that haven't heard. Yeah, not the, everyone, uh, not everyone. Believe it or not, Bill, not everyone has listened to every single episode we've ever recorded. <laughs> so so Most people don't even make it through one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I signed up with a friend of mine to do a land end to John O'Groats, which is like the longest distance that you can travel overland in the UK, one end of the country to the other. Um, it's a, a route that is about 1700 kilometers, um, and we are at well, 16 percent. Um, I'm rowing, she's running, uh, yeah, but yeah, um, it's going to take us, we think, about eight months. Um, and in the absence of any other sort of training, it is keeping me sane. So, yeah, but no, 15K today. I, I missed a day earlier in the week, and then I've been like back to back to back, 10K, 15K. I've got another 10K tomorrow to catch up. Don't know if I'm going to be able to move on Sunday. So, uh, Joe is running? Not Joe, no, it's a lady that works with me, um, Sam. She's. Uh, <laughs> You put a bottle of gin in front of her and she goes, shoo, shoo, shoo. <laughs> Yeah, Joe, she just needs, the, the, yeah, not carrot and stick, it's gin and stick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nice. Uh, nice, good though. Um, I, I, feel, I feel fit, I feel strong. Right. So I'm not worried about getting back on the mats in that respect. But we always talk about it, don't we, Rob? Like the, um, it's like when you train jiu-jitsu, you, you feel... Because you know, you're constantly getting squashed and it's all different angles all of the time, and you, you end up with like a suit of armor, you end up with just that, that kind of that, that toughness that physical resilience, yeah, you just can't get from anything else. It's um, so whilst I'm fit and I'm, I think my grips are going to be good for the cross chokes, but I just don't, I just yeah, I worry about you know, like a rib getting popped or something just, just from the just from the you know the sheer physicality of it. Oh, so uh, so you got like this bar when you're rowing, right? Yeah. How about getting a piece of rope and working your grips on the same? <laughs> How do don't give me ideas. <coughs> in fact, I've even got a spare one at the gym that would clip into your row. You know what you could do, Bill, is you could actually get like an old gi, cut the lapel off of it, and pull with a cross grip. I'm doing it. I'll do tomorrow's row with that. I'll tell you what it's like. <laughs> Your hands will be Bill later on. Yeah, you'll see Bill later on tomorrow and he'll look like a Lego man. He won't be able to close his grips. Or I'm, 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 I'm constantly... Lloyd. Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> with the calluses anyway, so yeah, don't worry. <laughs> he'll come back and he'll do his next Zoom call from still sitting on the row because he won't be able to open his fingers from... <laughs> I'm just me. Don't mind me. Yeah, what are you doing, Bill? I'm just sitting here. Did your hands get stuck to the row, Bill? No. Again. And your knee, and your knee, Bill. How's how's your knee? Yeah, good at the moment. I mean, it is always clicking, but no, no pain. But then I'm not doing any frog feet or anything. So blue belt test. Sorry, he's not doing his blue belt test. No, he's not doing his blue belt test. True. That's true. How is um, how is Anar? Do you still see Anar? Does he train still or not? No, he's always talking about coming back, uh, and and he wants to, I think, but he's always doing this uh, yoga thing. Okay. Uh, tell him, uh, tell him that jujitsu tattoo on his foot's going to look really silly if he doesn't do jujitsu. <laughs> oh, that is right. He has a jujitsu. <laughs> yes, the uh, ma master, uh, uh, Brandmaster Elio's belt. 
Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And a little uh, AG. Mm -hmm. Got one of those, I think. And then oh, the that's true. Now we can really fuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> and then he told us the story that he got that tattoo to remind him never to quit jujitsu. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Shit. But now, Haldor, you know what you must do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, he's a good guy, man. I love him. He is. He's, uh, he's awesome. And yeah, so tell him to get back on the mat so that when we come over in June, Fingers crossed. You know, um, we can we can have a good roll. He is the most tickless guy that I ever know. <laughs> Mount him, or you get him in an awkward position. He go for the tickle thingy, <laughs> and he will fucking freak out. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen anybody like freak out like he does, and it's almost fun. <laughs> so, Haldor, serious question for you: because oh. I've been doing so much rowing, I'm really, really worried that. I'm getting a lot smaller. Mm. Um, and everybody else in lockdown has just been eating and sitting on the sofa. Ah, speak so, for yourself. What's that? Speak for yourself. <laughs> so, no, so what tips can you give the smaller people when rolling with the big people? Do you have a, a you know, I know you're a bigger guy, but there's some monsters that you train with in, uh, in Iceland. What, what do you think of when you're training with someone bigger? What, what tips can you give the smaller people? Uh, a suck. Hello. <laughs> Embrace it, yeah. Uh, my favorite roles are with uh, basically those big judo guys. Mm. Uh, there's nothing fancy. They just toss you around and go to side control and hold you in a Jessica Tommy. And you just, you just have to, yeah. Embrace the suck. Find, right. a, uh, find that straw like Robin was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Different straw, isn't it? <laughs> but that, you, know, like when you, under, you said you were like doing a lot from bottom side control. So, you know, you know, placing the foot, you know, the anchor and getting your shoulder twisted in. Well, don't be flat on your back because that's, that's where the suck sucks. So you need to go a little bit on the side. Uh, I got this uh, buddy of mine here. Uh, he is uh, Dukota, a black belt, and has been in the national team and everything. And he is awesome. He's, and he caught me in a guess at about uh, probably, yeah, yeah, probably about a year ago. But I, I tell everybody this story. He helped me. He helped me, and I was like kicking and screaming and ah, trying to do all my jujitsu tricks. And he looked into my uh, beautiful brown eyes and said. I've been holding people for 20 years. You're not getting out of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, oh, this is just, oh, fuck. I felt so bad. I just tapped out. <laughs> and that's when you know you've got a good friend. <laughs> Have you ever escaped his Kesekatami yet? Well, yes. But the thing is, he, when he... When he held, he said, he also told me afterwards, I know if I give you the space, you're going to be out of there. But so every time I move, he just put me right back. Every little move I did, he put me right back. So it was like, ah, oh, crap. But he's super good, super fun. And he's about, actually, he's about my size, a little bit, a little bit bigger. And, uh, and uh, yeah. He just really got into my head that day. 
He was living rent free in your head. I was like freaking awesome. He was like going with Mike Horahan. He going like, oh shit, well, really doesn't matter what I do, I'm fucked. Now there's no way you can fight Mike Horahan. You need to like try to outsmart him. Well, I think you can do that. Is <laughs> I'm not. I'm not smart enough. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> Mike, Mike's jiu-jitsu is is so solid, man. He has some like really really cool things, and he's shown me over the years that I just use every single day. Simple stuff. Yeah, man. There's not enough time to get round everybody. Nah. Yeah, especially when we have to take a year off in hiatus as well to show you cool <laughs> stuff because like you say like Mike, Mike will show you something really cool and then Dave will show you something really cool and obviously Master Sal will show you something a lot of things really cool and then Keith will show you something you know all of them stole it from uh, from Professor so <laughs> it really doesn't matter everybody yeah, stole this from uh, Professor yeah 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 there's just not enough time mm. So when we spoke with Alan Baker last week, he was talking about how, you know, Master Sal was like a, a creator of jujitsu. How many like other um, instructors have you come across that, you know, seem to have that ability to, to, to create? I don't, you just can't uh, <laughs> put anybody on the same pedestal as uh, Professor Sauer. There, there is no way he is he is the Mozart uh, quoting Mr. Keith is the Mozart of jiu-jitsu there is no question about it but when, when it comes to uh, what do you say I would I would definitely go for David Porter when it comes to explaining jiu-jitsu like uh, 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 Professor Sauer does. Because it's basically his explanation is basically simple for like an idiot like me to understand. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it basically goes uh, across the line. Uh, 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 Manganello and, and Keith uh, and, and all of those guys but there's David has that little thing that just just somehow puts him right over the top on 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 just I don't, I can't put my finger on it but I just I just feel it. There's just this little thing, something that just uh, yeah he just he just make my jujitsu a little bit better and makes me happy. <laughs> And I mean, have you ever had a moment like where you think you are, I know that there's, you know, you're not creating jujitsu because there's only so many ways a body can move, but have you, have you like stumbled across anything in the, the years that you've been training where you, you've thought for a moment, ah, oh, I don't, I don't see anybody else or I've never seen anybody else teach this. Have you ever had that yourself? Well, it happens once in a while and, and, uh, I got uh, people who try to work with me on it. And uh, if I think I have something, I might send over to, I've sent something over to Mr. Keith once, one to Manganello and to David Porter. Uh, really don't remember it anymore, but it's a, a while ago. And uh, 
And then the, yeah, basically say, yeah, this can work. And that was it. And haven't used it since. Don't remember what it was. <laughs> it was that influential. <laughs> yeah, well, you've got an idea. So like uh, try to work with it and try to do it like that. And now I have like no clue. Mm. Blank canvas again. So shit, that was awesome. So next one. But there is always something that fits your body type. You might not have seen from somebody uh, over the years, but everything you basically do is, is if your fundamentals, your basic 88 is good, everything will grow from there. Mm. Uh, because those basic 88s work for everybody. And then you got different body types and everything, and uh, uh, your jiu-jitsu will grow from there. Those little salt and pepper and, and, and those little cute things. What do you, <clears throat> again, something we were talking about the other day, what do you think about when you're rolling? So when you're rolling with someone and you're trying, I don't know, you're, it doesn't matter what position you're in, but you know, you're rolling with someone and you're kind of rolling um, what triggered us was that video that Professor Manganello put out the other day of him rolling with I've forgotten the guy's name. Uh, Carlos Diaz. Carlos Diaz, and it's a it's a you know great video, great role. And uh, one of our guys was asking like, what do you think he's thinking about when he's rolling? So obviously you can't tell us what you know Professor Manganello was thinking, but what do you think about when you're rolling, especially when you're having a quite a a balanced role? So you're rolling with someone who's pretty similar, maybe not quite as good as you. How are you thinking about it? Uh, I'm always trying to figure out uh, how can I counter his move. So I usually I and 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 uh, I tend to put myself in a bad situation. I go just lay down on my back and and, and uh, try to embrace the suck and try to reverse the position, trying to figure that out from there. Uh, if it's uh, somebody my size is, is basically surviving, if it's somebody lighter, uh, I go with uh, Mr. Keith's uh, philosophy. Just if you're a bigger guy, just stay on bottom because you can always be on top. So you can always feel uh, what your training partner is doing. And if he's doing something well and he catches on, catches you on something you taught him, you need to work on your defenses a little bit better because he just caught you on your own move. Uh, and if there's some something lacking in the move you just taught, you can always, uh, yeah, polish that a little bit. If somebody's trying like really, really hard and like, this is what you showed us and I'm not getting it. And then we go like, yeah, let's see why. So I try to, try to, uh, yeah, try to see what people are trying to do and try to work from there, basically. Would you do the same thing if it was say, say it's Mike or Dave and you're rolling with someone like that, you, obviously, it's just trying to survive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to survive. But are you kind of thinking, are you trying to think, okay, I, I think he's going to go for this attack, so I need this positioning or this defense? Or are you just trying not to 
predict too much. You're just as it as it happens, kind of reacting. Well, when you're rolling with Mike uh, and he catches, like when he closes his guard on you, I mean you you know you <laughs> that's that's the first step, like into your uh, guillotine or whatever, man. You just you're gonna get fucked from that <laughs> from from that moment. So my goal is basically not getting Mike Horian in him closing his guard or him getting his uh, scissor sweep position on me. But I would, <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be my thought with Mike. Uh, with David, I have no uh, no clue where he's coming from when he goes for his tax or he just, and he has my back and he's doing this Andre Galvao spinning on the back of my uh, shoulder blades and uh, and he caught me in a triangle. I had no clue how that happened. So I basically tried just, but yeah, but with David, he he gives me the positions that he wants to see me work on. Say, oh, basically, Mike does the same, and and Alan does the same, and everybody, so so they can just figure stuff out uh, and where I need to work on. But I don't want Mike to catch me in his guard or in his uh, scissor sweep position because I know that that's the end of the line for me. Or mount or back. <laughs> just, just, yeah, basically all like, yeah. Oh my God, or <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, basically if, if, if Mike uh, controls your hips in any ways, that's just the end of the line. You're just off. And you just need to figure out those little holes where you can breathe and try to make space and survive. And those are just basically, I love, I love uh, uh, rolling with Mike and he just makes me realize how much, ah, it sucks to be on bottom. <laughs> That's the, uh, but I love it. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I need that because there are a lot of uh, uh, lighter guys around that uh, that really, they, they, they don't give me that, uh, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, that, that like the bigger guys do. But yeah. Nobody like Dave and Manganello, uh, those lanky types. Uh, Dave goes, and and he has you in a triangle or armbar or whatever. Uh, Mike Canelo just goes, yeah, I got you in this position. And and he basically tells you, like, I'm going this direction next. And he's going to do it. And there's nothing you can do about it. And he will tell you every step of the way. Is it just a... Yeah. How do you, like... Because there's always that danger in there of being top of your class and not being challenged enough and not being beaten up enough. <laughs> so do you just, um, is that is that when you kind of, if you feel like you haven't rolled against people that are better than you, is that when you kind of play bottom to then make sure that you get put in that bad position, even if the person's maybe not quite as good as you and that keeps you 
like grounded and that keeps you getting better? Yeah, I, I like to sharpen my defenses. Uh, I should sharpen my attacks a little bit more. Uh, I should uh, fight for the top position a little bit more, a little bit more often, but it's just, I'm a lazy guy, so I, I really, <laughs> uh, like I said, I embrace the suck, and if I can counter it with a sweep or, or, or a sneaky submission or whatever, I'm I'm happy as <laughs> I can be. And, uh, but I, I love when people have hard time catching me. I don't mind people catching me, but when they come like, oh, this was really hard catching you. Yeah, that's just made my day. And now I know your best move. <laughs> you yeah. can catch me in your best move. Well, like Professor said in, in those videos, like after a year of training, he knew everybody's favorite move. Couldn't counter him or couldn't do anything, but he knew they were coming because they did like went from A to B to C. And uh, yeah, you will let people do their favorite moves on you a few times. Like, all right, all right, I figured this out, this one out. Now they have to go to Plan B, and Plan B might might not be as good as uh, Plan A. But then you got people that fuck you up either way. Either way. <laughs> I got this uh, buddy of mine. He's working on the uh, uh, Keenan Cornelius, uh, the warm guard. And I have no clue what's happening there, man. Shit. <laughs> no clue. And all of a sudden, he has my back. Shit. <laughs> I don't know how that happened. I just fell on my ass and he has my back. <laughs> Do you, um, so you were saying about like you... you you let other people kind of get to the dominant positions. You try and sharpen your defense, but and you let them practice their best moves and see if you can counter it. Yeah. Do you? But I guess this this is like what we've been talking about recently. Like, it, it, there's a point where you switch and you don't you don't uh, you don't think in moves anymore. I can't. I don't know whether this not this is right or wrong or normal. But even when we were watching like the Alan Manganello role, I couldn't believe that he was thinking about moves. I think he's thinking about directions and where body weight is. So when when somebody's on mount on you and if they, you know, all weight forward trying to Americana you, are you thinking, uh, are you trying to access Americana escape or are you thinking all of their weights on their elbows, their arms, you know, let's mess around with their legs and see where it goes? What, it's not that much of a of thinking. It's, uh, I think Hickson said it probably the best. Uh, feel more than uh, do. Mm -hmm. Was it? I think I think that was a quote. So you need to feel how your opponent moves. So when he switches his hips, you're ready to uh, put your palm on on, on his hip bone or, or his thigh and control the femur. Uh, somebody wants to go for the cross joke from the mount. If you can keep his hips from uh, coming higher, uh, you can do a, a, a little bridge and a strength and keep him off. Even if it's a really good, like a cross joke, as, as long as you can keep his hips away, you're kind of a, in a safe position, I think. I might be wrong. I've been wrong before, but <laughs> and probably will be again. But uh, I find it hard for 
people to choke me if I can keep them, their hips away, yeah. even if like if it's from the mount. So if I go, somebody goes for the choke from the mount, got a really good choke, and it can do a little bump. They fall on the side and I keep it hip, hips away. And now they don't have their hips engaged into the choke. Now it's all muscle, and they will burn out really quick. Those those grips. When when do you think you switched from thinking you know escape moves to thinking I've just got to keep his hips away? Ah, uh, I don't know. Uh, probably when. You always hear professor talk about uh, like uh, controlling the femur and, uh, and hips and stuff like that. And somehow along the way, they just kind of sank in. Like all my defenses, uh, I tried to keep their hips from coming close to mine. Yeah. So if I can do that, uh, I am kind of a... a tend to be kind of okay. And, and that's when you make a little bit of an opening, I think, because if you can press people's hips away and, and from them uh, getting close to you, they will change their position trying to get something better. And that's your uh, uh, moment to escape. Yeah. A lovely little concept to play with, Haldor. Thank you very much. If, if, if you think about it, uh, if you think about basically the uh, uh, over the arms bear hug, if you go like stop the hips and just keep them away. Yep. Yeah. So when you when you do that, do you focus on? Because I always worry when I'm kind of controlling the hips or blocking the hips that. I'm le I mean, you just you kind of answered it, but I'm kind of leaving myself open for them to just cross choke because I'm not defending here. But do you you don't worry about that too much because because of the hips? Yeah, I don't. Uh, if they got the both hands in for the choke and and, and they go all in, and, and usually the uh, when people go for the cross choke, they go all in. Boom! If you can get those hips away. I I would say that like the first grip when they go 100% in it burns out in like three or four or five seconds and then you go go and with the hips away arm stress and everything it is really hard to get then you get people start to try to do this elbows apart and they're like yeah there's no choke there it's just just basically annoying a little shrug of the shoulders kind of <laughs> you know, when, when, when people go, I try to like open up a little bit uh, and push their hips away so I can open up my, uh, so I can breathe and, and everything. Mm. I like it. I'll, uh, I'll be letting you cross choke me next week. Yeah, well. Next this, what, Bill? Hey? Next what? <laughs> next time, the next time. I, <laughs> Basically, uh, if you like, uh, Rob, because uh, Claire is uh, basically training with you. Like next time from the mount, have her choke you. If you can do a little bump off the hips and you fall to the side, just keep the hips away. Mm. And really doesn't matter how hard she pulls, the choke is never going to be 
the same. Mm. It was kind of a, a neat little trick that uh, I've picked up and I've done. Uh, I think it's uh, one of those, I think it's from the Blue to Purple uh, escapes when somebody's in the mouth, basically you catch them in a leg lock. Yeah. But if somebody has a cross choke and you just get the hips away, it's really hard to get that. Get yeah, the, you need the, the kind of the hips in, the chest through to, you know, fill the space. Yeah. Are you are you cross framing when you do that, or are you going both on the hips? Boom. Both on the hips, so you're not doing cross frame or anything like that. And just don't let him come. He might be able to uh, have his heels on your buttocks, whatever, but he doesn't cross his legs, so he's not coming. So just make the frames. Don't let him come in, and, and the grips are going to... Uh... I'm, I'm having, like, flashbacks of memories of roles with you where I must have gone for a cross choke and I've ended up on the side. <laughs> it feels all too real. <clears throat> well, that, like, in jiu-jitsu, there's always a counter to the counter, so, like, but this, because people get greedy. You can give, you can give them the cross choke and they get greedy and then just do a little bump, put them to the side and block their hips from coming in. And, uh, and that's usually what, where, where, where they fail. They get greedy. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. I'm here for you guys, so. <laughs> Check and see if there's any more questions from the guys. No. Oh yeah, Bill, can you train with Caroline? No. Could. Why not? Family doesn't live with me. Household. Oh, shit. <laughs> so we um, we probably said it last time. The closest I get to train is with Aaron. Yeah. What? He's not. Um. He's not worked it out yet. He still just tries to punch me. It's great. It's great self-defense training. So uh, I'm I'm pretty sharp at you know dealing with the attacker. But <laughs> here's the thought: uh, adopt uh, a bum, <laughs> get a homeless person, and <laughs> you. Are you up for adoption, Pete? <laughs> Are you calling a bum? No, I'm calling him a bum. No, he's not homeless. I don't remember that. Maybe logged. Fair. Can't find anybody. It really doesn't matter. I mean, I'm pretty much live in a van, so, you know. Doesn't mean I'm homeless. Just prefers his van. There you go. And there goes our first YouTube community guideline strike. And Pete, how's the... You're going to row across Scotland, aren't you? All the, like, no, I've done that. No, I was gonna, I was gonna paddle around all of the lakes in the Lake District, um, one day after the next, but I don't think that's looking very hopeful right now. With, I, I don't reckon I'll be. Oh well, who knows? I might be wrong, but I, I was planning to do that in May. I just don't think um, that we're going to be allowed to travel by then, even within the UK. So I'm still training for it. I'm still training like a behind closed doors. I'm still training like a, like a, not quite like a crazy person, but I'm still training. I'm still doing my strength conditioning. I'm still lifting so I can bench press Bill when he comes back to the gym. 
Yeah. I'm meeting you in the middle, Pete. Mm. Yeah. Shadow rowing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm still uh, still doing that. Yeah, I figure that my escapes won't be any good, so I have to be strong enough to just throw them out, throw them away. Oh, well, you've got a transformer to fight with, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. We've got all the new toys in the gym, so I've got a transformer to fight with. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it'll happen or not. I'm like I say, I'm still training for it. I've still got an ultra that might happen in June, May. Can't remember what that date is. The further it goes out, the more likely it is, right? But you can't yeah. give any percentage to any of it. No. So I'm just training and then hope that something happens. The problem is you like a bit like if you're training for a jiu-jitsu tournament, right? And you start working and you start building up to it and getting ready for it and working on your fitness and you want to peak for that event. So you want to be able to be at your fittest for that event. And then if you'd trained any longer, you'd probably fall off the peak. If you hadn't trained enough, you're not going to be at your peak. So you want to hit that peak when you get to your event. And that's really hard if you don't know your event. That requires a fixed date, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's really hard if you don't know that date's going to happen. So I'm just doing generalized training still. Um, so that whatever happens, at least I've got something. But I can't even go out and paddleboard right now. You uh, what? Yeah. What? You can't even go on open waters. Paddleboard is crazy at the moment. We're not allowed yeah. to do paddle. I don't think you've had it quite as um, deep and dark <laughs> as it's got here. So basically, shadow rowing, like like shadow boxing. Yeah. So the rivers that are closest to us that I could probably just about justify getting to because it's probably only. 15 minutes away. Like I could probably just about justify getting What's going. Closest bit of water. Closest bit of water. Um, Cause we're not really supposed to travel too far for exercise, especially in the car. Um, they're all flooded cause we've had so much rain and snow. And then anything that isn't affected by rain and snow is too far away for me to be allowed to drive to. Cause it's like half an hour away. And who's gonna, Stop you on the way. <laughs> well, probably no one. But, probably no one. But anecdotally, people are getting picked up for it and then getting fined for it. A lot of the fines get turned over because they're a bit silly and there's there's no fixed distance or fixed time, but it's just headaches. No. Yeah. And justifiably, I could be going over to check on my parents and paddle near them on the way back kind of thing. Um, so I wouldn't be going out of my way, but... Again, you've got to you've got to kind of have that conversation, haven't you? Yeah, and it's it's like you've got to. It's it's not just the like, are you breaking the lockdown rules or whatever? Because plenty of the politicians are doing that. So hey, it's 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 like the general public almost. It's like you know, dealing with the the oh, you're not from round here, you know, you shouldn't be here. Conversations all the time. Yeah. Um, even though, you know, I probably wouldn't see another person. It's not being policed by police. It's being policed by the public, which is... Um, I think that goes back to what Howard said to start off with. Like, it seems like a different um, different mentality to it from what Howard was saying in Iceland. People are a bit more kind of, um, by the sound of things, obviously we're not there, but a bit more like, well, I'll, I'll try my hardest, but if I, if I catch something, then I've caught it. But here, that's just not it at all at the moment. 
Just by, just by Pete going out and, and going out on the paddleboard by himself, he's indirectly killing people. That's the kind of mentality that we're, we're dealing with. No. I, I was just thinking, about we're like trying to figure out how to bend the rules for Pete on live TV. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, if you broadcast it, that might be okay. There, there is no way to bend the rules. I'm being very good and sticking to the rules. But if we broadcast it, it's a service. I, I was thinking, like, yeah, if you go to your parents, stay there for two weeks. And you go like, no, we can't do that. Like, we're on live TV. No, can't do that. And they're too scared to let me stay there anyway. Yeah. So there you go. And I'm but, like, I'm, I'm how, if I employed Pete as my cleaner, he'd probably be allowed to come around and come in my house and, and carry on his job. So that's fine. You'd and probably Rob, sack me on the first day, to be fair. And Rob, family life, uh, good. Everything's... Yeah, yeah. Can't mind about that. I'm, I'm at home a bit more often because obviously I don't have to travel to the day job either at the moment. So my commute is from my uh, from my bed, slowly down the stairs, half asleep, and I turn my computer on at the desk at, at my dining table. You know, oh. so that's, that's a win. I'm getting about an hour and a half back a day. Yeah. Oatmeal and blueberries in the morning and coffee. Just the coffee for me, but they have the oatmeal and bluebush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, we definitely better not reveal any secrets that we don't have anyway. No, it'd, it'd be nice if um, it'd be nice if there wasn't something like salacious for us to you know, admit to. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, like I said, uh, I had a few buddies over here that had a, a few secret meetings. But... And uh, one of them ended up beating the shit out of me on the first day. <laughs> it's worth it for him. I'm sure there are. I'm sure there are plenty of clubs out there that are stretching the rules. That's just well, so at the moment it wouldn't even be stretching, would it, Pete? Well, no, it'd be straight breaking. But we know a lot of places were when things were a little bit more lax and back end of last summer. Yeah. Yeah. But. That's up to them. Yeah, that's not point fingers. No, that's not point fingers. Anyway. We're, embracing, we're embracing the suck. Now, I'm not sure how much more suck I can embrace. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down to the hilt. <laughs> the back wheels might be making an appearance soon. Well, it's going to be like bad when the day hits one, like... You got like got, got the news. I, I just want to feel. <laughs> I remember how it feels just being choked. <laughs> Somebody in the cupboard. Yeah, Rob, Robin starts getting into autoerotic asphyxiation just to simulate <laughs> jiu jitsu. <laughs> gonna say, where's where's the uh, in excess music? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is going very fast. This is off the rails already. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the one that's not drinking the whiskey, right? Well, yeah. See, it's well, when you started talking, it all went off the rails as well. Yeah. <laughs> now you might as well enjoy the uh, enjoy the whiskey or your green tea, bro. So <laughs> I finished it about five past eight. Yeah, green tea. I can't drink too much more, otherwise I'll keep disappearing to the little boys' room. <laughs> well I didn't feel like I could have a podcast it was a choice Haldor between 
I, I did either break out the the whiskey or I've got a can of Guinness in the fridge and I didn't know which one to go for. No, since we had whiskey, yeah. the, the, the Icelandic single malt whiskey, uh, sheep dung, smoked, <laughs> same as the coffee. There you go, same as the coffee, which I still haven't been able to drop round to Bill because I'm not allowed to go around there. <laughs> Bill still has... Oh, shit. I've got oh. it in the cupboard right here, ready to drop round to him. We're not, they're not our sponsor, by the way. No, micro, micro roast or micro adjustment was that? Sorry, <laughs> hang on. Has Pete got both packets there? Is it? Oh, no, you've opened yours, haven't you? Yeah, you yours. I've been oh. drinking mine. Oh. Hey, why not? We could be sponsored by this for our podcast. We can't, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Lockdown uh, Chronicles coming for you from Cup of Crave, whiskey, coffee, sheet dung infused, and uh, the best <laughs> coffee you'll ever taste in your life. Get on it, guys. <laughs> it's a micro roast, so uh, it's got the micro adjustments in there. Made by an Englishman in Iceland. Oh, even better. I didn't realise that. <laughs> you fair. I'd quite like to be one of those at the moment. <laughs> he works at, uh, at the, uh, still, the uh, distillery that makes the whiskey, and he figured out why not make the coffee as well. And uh, it turned out pretty good, I think. Yeah, I made a mistake. I didn't say this on the other podcast with uh, with Dave or whatever, but I made a mistake and I had it for breakfast. <laughs> what, what, what's the mistake? What happens if you have it for well, breakfast? I mean, I don't very often drink whiskey for breakfast, so... <laughs> Got maybe a bit more in the last year. Now, the thing about the uh, coffee, if you, like... It's got a, it, you make a cup and you let it chill a little bit, you can feel all the tastes. But if yeah. you drink it like uh, boiling hot, you can't really feel it. No. You do just a chill down a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So at seven in the morning, I was drinking this coffee and it was, it was like, <laughs> oh, that's the whiskey one. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you bleat your way through your first PT session of the day? <laughs> Yeah, no, I then had to make another coffee so I could get over the uh, the whiskey coffee. <laughs> he had to sober up before his client. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's good, but it's it's a good uh, it's a good after dinner coffee. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it, Howard. Or I'm uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna save it that one when it when it arrives. I'll bring your bottle when uh, when I get over. There you go. So yeah, no, I'll drop it oh, as soon as uh, I'm allowed to. I'll drop it around, Bill. Can you mail it? No, that's how I caught COVID, Haldor. <laughs> True story. True story. I went to the post office and I caught COVID. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> you, already got, you already got the COVID, so like now you can go to the post office. You've got armor on now. That is, that is true. Unless I can't, unless I go to the post office and catch the South African variant this time. Yeah, or the uh, is it isn't there a Brazilian version of it as well? Oh, probably. Yeah, it's got implants. Yeah. That one's, that one's gonna catch you in an armbar. Shit. Yeah, that one's gonna turn up a little bit late. <laughs> UK's gonna be uh, like the creator of COVID soon because we've got the Bristol variant, we've got the COVID, uh, the Kent variant. We're uh, we're saying that the, creators, but we're, uh, we're COVID creators. I mean, I'm quite proud. They're saying that the Kent version is going to become the dominant strain in the world. So, you know, who knew that Medway was going to have such an effect on the uh, 
on the world. Coming straight out of Medway. <laughs> straight out of Medway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... I think sooner or later, uh, we're going to be fine from this COVID shit. I would... I'm always trying to be a little bit optimistic about this, but I would say... Yeah, July, August. It depends what you mean by July, August. July, August this year. <laughs> no, I don't mean what. I don't, I don't mean which month. I mean what do you expect to happen by then? A uh, lot of the uh, uh, English population is gonna be vaccinated. Oh, forget the Scottish and the <laughs> <laughs> they're doing their own thing. They're doing more a day than us at the moment. Sorry, sorry to all the Scottish listeners and viewers. Yeah, well, Please still subscribe and like. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was basically it's a shitty uh, situation with the uh, EU and shit uh, because of uh, you can't even get your ham sandwich over to Holland. How <laughs> <laughs> do I can't get to Holland? <laughs> I can probably send my fucking ham sandwich in the in the post if I wanted to. Rob is a ham sandwich and he can't get the proper doc documentation to allow him. Holland, Raul. To be fair, we're, we are like spaniels that are trying to follow their owners into the country. We haven't got the right injections and the right documentation. I thought that was so funny when the, like the news came here in Iceland, uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the Dutch uh, 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 Custom like stop the uh, UK truck drivers with a ham sandwich made at home. No, you can't bring it into the country. Like you gotta be fucking kidding me. That is the, like the stupidest. They're thing. gonna do the same as when when I don't know if it was the same for you guys in Iceland, but when we were young, if you went to a party or something and you like and you had a beer with you or whatever, they wouldn't let you in with it. So the amount of people I know that used to get a bottle of like whiskey or whatever and effectively down it before they walked into someone's like 18th birthday party. Yeah, that was just standard operating procedure. <laughs> There was a the same thing with like ham sandwiches, like it's, it's a foot long just going into your mouth. <laughs> I'm younger than you, Rob, so I don't remember those traditions. But my sister's the same. I'm younger than you, so I don't remember those traditions. But my sister made me stick to those morals. I took a bottle of Perno once to a, a, a New Year's Eve party, <laughs> and I was about to take it to the next party that we were going to. And she said, No, you can't take it out. I was like, But this is what's got to last me all night. So she's like, oh, you can't bring it out. So I drank it on the doorstep, put the empty bottle in the bin. Can't remember anything else for the rest of the night. Yep. But there were pictures and videos of me dancing on tables in a pub with um, drag acts. With it, um, can't stop the moonlight playing. <laughs> I, I, I broke my TV and my stereo that night when I fell over in my bedroom. <laughs> Where can we uh, find those pictures and videos? Yeah, exactly, yeah. No, no. <laughs> there are these on the internet. So, so, Caroline, if you want to send those to me now, I'll screen share them. <laughs> yes, please. I, um, so I broke the TV, I broke the stereo, and then I thought, this is not going well tonight. I'm just going to sleep in the bath. So I slept in the bath that night as well. It's always like a good idea in those situations, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know why. It's like, I don't know if it's like the slightly cool, like the cold uh, feel of the ceramic or something. It's just, no, feel like it's a place to be. It's just so I wouldn't have to clean up any mess. I was going to say, yeah, it kind of covers you on all bases, doesn't it? Whatever happens, you've got it covered. Yeah, <laughs> you, you're in a concave shape. 
<laughs> Is that what I'm going to feel like, Haldor, after my um, my COVID injection? Am I going to want to sleep in the bath? <laughs> no, it's not that bad. Well, uh, it wasn't that bad for me, but some people just, yeah, I'm never going to drink again. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Caroline, if you're watching, uh, there are going to be a lot of free uh, uh, private lessons for you if you post those uh, videos online. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, 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 never. I would just kill for one picture, though. <laughs> <laughs> if we can just get the Dancing with Drag Acts one, that would be great. Oh. That was only last week, though, that one, Pete. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Making me think about photos from my youth now. No, we're not going there. <laughs> Stop that. It's no good for the audio listeners, anyway. No. I'll put it on the podcast page if it turns up. Don't worry, you'll be able yeah, to log it'll, in. It'll go into the, it will go into the um, show notes. Yeah, I can put it in there. Link in the show notes. That's fine. Not a problem. See, this <laughs> is why I, um, I'm, I'm sensible now, Haldor, and I don't, I don't drink too much or do anything silly. Learned my <laughs> lessons when I was younger. Yeah, you, you leave that up, that, up, that up to Joe now? <laughs> Drinking and doing silly stuff. <laughs> yeah. Waiting for Aaron to take over, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, it's gonna be fun. One day, one day soon. One day soon, I can eat my own body weight in Icelandic baked goods. Oh, shit, man! <laughs> All that skid, heavy cream, and the uh, that ice cream shop that we went to on the last seminar. Right. So, so Robin was there. So Johan suggested that we go to this ice cream but did you go to the ice cream bar yeah, no, no, was there. Oh, okay so we went to this ice cream bar and uh dave one of our other guys that trains with us um went to order his ice cream and there was different sizes so there was like the small the medium and the large and then the like gigantic family sized and he goes to order this he goes to order this ice cream and this he orders the small and the girl behind the bar goes, "No, you can't have that. That's for the that's for the kids. <laughs> it's, only, it's only for the kids. Like you want an adults one, which is which is like the large. So it's like okay. And so I order, <coughs> and I order the same thing. And no word of a lie, it comes out in a cup the size of a, a an American big gulp, <laughs> <laughs> with the ice cream sticking out the top by about another." four or five inches and Dave bear in mind Dave well I mean you know I'm probably tall enough and big enough to eat it all but Dave's Dave's about about half my size and still managed to polish this off and then passed out into some sort of diabetic coma <laughs> as soon as I wasn't I wasn't at that one but I remember going to ice cream place in the in the mountains where it's like licorice ice cream Oh yeah, yeah. So that was that was reserved. This was like, oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, that was nice. But this was like an all-you-can-eat ice cream bar essentially, and they just conned this girl, conned both me and Dave into buying the large one, saying, "No, no, no, you don't want the small one." And the small one, no, again, no good for the audio listeners. Was the small one was like this? It was about eight inches of a cup. Unreal. There you go. So I can't wait to go there again. Oh, any ice cream store in Iceland, you get a lot of ice cream. <laughs> Did you ever find the cronuts again, Haldor? Oh, cronuts. Oh, no, the fuck no, man. Henry, 
as in made them in the ages. Wow. We need to, uh, yeah, we need to try and work out a recipe or something. We need to get on that. Ah, uh, oh, the crumbs, man. Those are just freaking heart stoppers. Oh, just <laughs> half a kroner do you drop down there. It's just... <laughs> no one's managed to successfully eat a whole one. Ah, oh, shit, man. More dangerous than COVID. Uh, almost. <laughs> well, same after effects. <laughs> don't have a shower or anything. I feel so bad. It's true. Right, I'm gonna cut off the live stream in a second. How do any tips? Anything you want to promote before you go? Where are you teaching people right now? If they if you find yourself to Iceland, uh, look me up. You can uh, probably somehow, yeah, look me up. <laughs> that pitch was so. I'll, I'll do it for him. I'll do it for him. Just yeah, I don't have anything basically. So <laughs> if you're in Iceland, look me up, and we'll train together. <laughs> If you, if you ask in the street somewhere in Reykjavik to someone to show you where Haldor is um, and and five aces jiu-jitsu at the uh, judo training center, then you'll probably find him. Yeah, probably. <laughs> if you want to find out where he is before, just get in touch and we'll put you in, in yeah, touch. Yeah, we will pick something to worry about. <laughs> and uh, I guarantee that if you go to Iceland with, with, and you spend some time with Haldor, there'll be excellent jiu-jitsu Jiu-Jitsu of the finest um, variety and excellent hot tubs too. Um, if, if everything works out for the summer, uh, I believe that uh, with Dave, uh, Bill Jones is coming and uh, 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 Joe Rudd and uh, what's his name, Chris Schaffner, a buddy of, uh, of Dave's. Well, he's bringing three black belts with him, so it's gonna be like it's gonna be nice. If I can't get there, I'm gonna be kicking myself. Yeah. I'm gonna start rowing, Bill. That's what you're training for, buddy. <laughs> yeah, keep on going. You can stand at the front, Pete, and I'll I'll, I'll row from the back. <laughs> Get there and be sarcastic the whole way through. That'll be, that'll be my contribution. Yeah, there you go. If we, um, everything works out. So we basically, yeah, if everything works out, we should know a little bit more in ten days' time. Yeah. That's when that's when we're supposed to find out some more about what's going on. But I'm wondering if we get in a boat now, now, growing, <laughs> right? We'll have done our two weeks quarantine by the time we get there. Yeah, is it, is it? No, that's a good question, right? Is it 10 days from when you land or 10 <laughs> days from when you left? Land. <laughs> well, if you haven't seen anyone in the meanwhile. Yeah. If we quarantine at sea. <laughs> in international waters. Take take some tests with us so we can take them whilst we're on there. Do the rapid flow so you can get an instant oh, result. That's one. It, it, oh, the the it, rectal ones. Are more, I've been rowing for like... <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> Some weeks, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Now, if you prove that you've been paddling for four weeks, 
<laughs> How are there dates for June? Is there dates? No, yeah, it starts after May 31st and it finishes before July the 1st. Yeah, just waiting. <laughs> that sarcasm coming through. <laughs> it's all I've got. <laughs> waiting on seeing how the, they're lined up for, I believe, their vaccination and how and seeing how flights might uh, uh, turn out. Because now they're only flying from Boston and from the DC, it's like eight hour drive. I know Dave would like, hey, I'll do an eight, drive, eight hour drive because he did like six hours for a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> so that would basically wouldn't be a problem for him, but uh, with uh, Bill Jones and, and, and other people coming along, tagging along, yeah, if we can get everybody to fly out from uh, DC, that would be kind of a nice thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah. I rolled with Bill Jones uh, uh, in 2000. Yeah, when I got my black belt and he was actually very thankful that I didn't spass out on him. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, mean, I like the way you roll my friend uh, I like the way you just try to take it easy it's like I just didn't trust you you'd probably fuck me up if I tried to do something <laughs> I wasn't supposed to do <laughs> but he's a real cool guy I really enjoyed uh, spending time with Bill and Joe Rod he's a fun guy to be with yeah we're looking forward to meeting all these people we uh, took yeah. to our podcast they are uh, super cool Oh, well, fingers crossed for them. them. Keep everything crossed. All right. Hold on, guys. Oh, hello. Let's see. Uh, and he's got his Gracie hoodie on. Uh, yeah, but he fits in my hoodies now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even wear my clothes anymore. <laughs> uh, love it. That's a teenager. Yeah, love seeing a lot. Love uh, seeing uh, the photos yeah. on the map. He's been coming to classes as well, so... Yeah, yeah, we see, we see the photos. We're seeing him on there. So we are not more... Yeah, we're still on live on YouTube. Still says live. Yeah. yeah, so I'll kill it on the live. I'll kill it off. I'll kill it off on the live. Uh, thank you guys for listening and tuning in if you did it on YouTube, if you're on the audio version. Guys, whatever you're on, can you hit the like button, hit subscribe. Can you also... Leave a comment if you enjoyed it um, and you can hit that notification button on YouTube so you know whenever we go live and when the podcasts come up. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Haldor, for coming along and being on the show. And